Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
All right, the Cro-Mags coming off of Age of Quarrel over there. You know, Harley's no longer in the band, but they're still active right now, and that's a good thing because I was a big fan of those guys back in the 80s. Uh, you know, Mackie's still playing drums with them right now. John Joseph is back on vocals, which is great. You know, I love the guy singing, especially with the group. Unfortunately, like I said, Harley's out, but uh, you got Greg Kostari playing bass with the band, and Greg was in another New York City hardcore band called New York City Mayhem back in the day, and he's a phenomenal player. So let's see what happens with those guys in 2012. But we got a big show for you tonight. Dave Hillis of Mace will be calling in about 7.15. And first up, Josh Musso from Shitkill, a New York band. A bunch of young guys trying to make their way in the heavy metal world. We'll be talking to Josh about a half hour from now. But right now, I think he's off the sick bed. Tommy, what's going on, buddy? Hey, brother. How you been? Good. What's happening? How you feeling? Uh, definitely a lot better, you know, but I still have a congestion, but I'll live. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny that we had, like, such a mild winter, yet we're all so sick. <laughs> yeah, it's, I guess it's because uh, the the, the uh, diseases or the uh, viruses are able to live in this warm temperature. Yeah, well, you know, that sounds real metal, so I like that, you know. You like that, huh? <laughs> yeah, I love that. You can't beat that. Ah, well, that's good. Then I'm glad you're getting around. You're up out of bed. That's all that matters. You'll be feeling much better in a few more days. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. So you've been keeping tabs on the heavy metal world the last week that you've been down and out, or kind of just cruising by? Because I, I know you saw the stuff going on with Savage. That Bill Ward is out because yeah. like, you know it's a money issue. But yeah. and now they canceled their uh, they canceled almost all their shows, and they're doing it on the Ozzy and Friends now with different people uh, coming in and out. Yes. Yeah, Kind of saw that coming when they, they said that Tony can't, uh, you know, they had to cancel because of Tony, you know. But maybe maybe uh, Tony will get better and they'll get this whole Bill Ward thing straightened out because it'd be re- really ridiculous if they had somebody else playing drums. Come on. I know. I I agree. I we, I talked about this last week a little, a little bit with Kenny because uh, yeah, I had yeah. nothing else to do because you weren't here, so yeah. I was forced to talk to the maestro a little longer than usual. Uh, I'm being, I'm being <laughs> uh, just kidding, Kenny. He's <laughs> banging <laughs> his head on the wall right now. <laughs> he knows I'm just joking. Right? I can't I can't make any jokes when he's on because it upsets him. So I got to make it when he's off. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll hear it later on. But you know, I, I know Tony Sick is fighting the cancer and everything. Uh, but they kept the download festival on the schedule. Now Sharon Osbourne, I think a few days ago, said that they have one American show scheduled for Black Sabbath in uh, in August of this year. So yeah. you know it's either going to be California or, or New York. I mean one of you know, right? That's, one that's or the other. Weird but, one, right? Yeah, but I don't. I know a part of me. You know, I don't think it's so much because he's sick. Because you know he's you know going through you know, probably chemotherapy. You know, treatment and everything. I think they cancel the show because they know if they do that first show, which is coming, was scheduled to come up real soon. If they do it without Bill Ward, right. this reunion goes downhill. There, there is no reunion, and yeah. nobody is going to go. Exactly. So I think they're kind of holding off. They're saying the cans of his tone. I think just using it as an excuse to try to work this out with Bill because there's no reunion without the four of them. And let's be honest, why fuck around now? You guys are in your 60s. I mean, you're the originator of the genre. Put it together. Make all the money you want to make, which you know you're going to make a ton of money off of this, and have one good go around and give all the, these young kids that are coming up now the chance to see the originators of this. Where you're never going to get this again. They're not going to live forever. Yeah, this is true. So get your shit together, guys. There's a lot of money involved. At this point in the game, does it really matter if Tony or Giza make or Ozzy make twenty dollars more than, than Bill Ward? Does it really matter with the money that they have? Well, it must have been a significant amount that yeah. Bill Ward is opening in his mouth. If it was like, if it was like uh, they were making, say, you know, thirty-five each, and the other guys were, were splitting the difference, I don't. Yeah. 
I don't think he would be really that, uh, but maybe all three are making more than him, and he feels that, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't realize it, but, I mean, you find out later on that Giza's Giza's lyrics, uh, you know, the the lyrics mostly were Giza. Yeah. You know, growing up, we all thought it was Ozzy and, you know, Naomi, so, you know, everybody really, I mean, I was a bass player when I started listening to them, so... I appreciated Giza, and then finding out later on that he wrote most of the lyrics and the melodies, yeah. you know, that it's even more said, wow, he's, you know, he's definitely, you know, an integral part, and then becoming more of a musician and playing with other musicians and finding out what a great fucking drummer Bill Ward was, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's so emotional, you know, it's emotional, you know, he takes you along that roller coaster, there's stuff that he did that probably nobody else could have done, so that tells me, that's everybody's an equal member, whether you like it or not. And it's exactly. the same thing with Van Allen, but we'll get into that as another day. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll pick on one. We'll pick on one big band a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, more. But this is more metal than anything, so we have to talk about this. Exactly. I know. I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I feel the same way. You know, he was an integral part of the band. I know, like, you know, he had his times where he was in and out of the band a lot over the years. But you know what? So was Giza. I mean, you know, yeah, Giza. Found, you know, after you know the Dio stuff, even like you know the Born Again. You no, know, Giza was in. He was out. He came back in to help out, and right. it was it was a mess. But let's get it together. Let's let's do this for the fans. That's all it's about now. Do it for the fans. Somebody said, "Would Led Zeppelin think about doing this without John Bonham?" And the answer would have been no. So right. there you go. So get this shit and. We don't have a lot of time today because we got two guests on. But next week I want to talk about Les Zeppelin because I heard a clip from that, from the Howard Stern show. And I know you listen to him all the time. Yeah. Uh, he had some rock historian on who was showing that all the old Les Zeppelin tunes were ripped off from other people and they took oh, credit yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you know more about them, so I'll give you till next week to get all the information because I don't have it really. And, oh, yeah. and we'll, we'll do that all next week where we have uh, more. And they time weren't just blues bands; they were, you know, yeah. you know, bands know, that they, were happening at the time. But you know what? A lot of people have done that. I mean, I even listen to some of some of our, my stuff, and I go, "Wow!" You know, and I listen to like um, I don't know, like a Tiger song, Tiger's Pang Tang song, or a Diamond Head song, or even a Maiden song. Go, ooh, you know. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't yeah. the whole song. It might have just been a little bit of a riff. I know. We've all and done a, that. Anybody's yeah. played in a band, and it's yeah, unconscious. You just don't realize, you know. Yeah. Like I might have wrote a whole song with that little piece of riff. Yeah. And, you know, but this is like a lot of them are like intros and like the main part of the song. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of weird, you know, but like a lot of from what I read, a lot of people were doing it at the time. Oh, definitely. And uh, but they did. It seems like a lot and a lot of the big songs. So <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. I'll see if I can get together some clips of uh, yeah, I had a whole be... bunch of other ones I wanted to of different bands. Yeah. Uh, I, a few weeks ago, you were uh, you weren't around. I, I did like a little thing for Mark Real from Riot. Yeah, and I was playing was Swords of Tequila. And, right. you know, I was just sitting back listening. When the opening riff for Swords of Tequila come, I'm like, I mean, I know it's sort of, like, why does it sound familiar but, like, not yeah. right familiar? And it sounds exactly like the opening to R.E. Made in Two Minutes from Midnight. So, yes, Two Minutes from Midnight is a perfect ripoff of uh, Swords of Tequila. Yeah, I mean, like, note for note. I wish I had it uploaded. I'll see if I can get it on. We'll just play around. But maybe we'll do that one other day. We'll just do a whole show. We play music by one band. Yeah, even if you just like you know take the clips and put them together yeah. on an MP3, if you can do it, I know you're good with that little program. Yeah, we'll do that this week and we'll get that going for the next. But uh, let's get some music on before Josh yeah. comes from Chicago. He'll be calling in about 15 minutes or so. Oh, cool. Uh, so let me see what we can do here. You know what? How about some Hades? Some good friends of ours. 
Alan Tecchio, uh, he's been playing with Seven Witches again after uh, James Rivera kind of got the boot. So uh, we'll go back to the to the old days. We'll go for the first down, Resistance Success. Here's Widow's Might.
live free or die, but that should be every American's motto these days. Yeah, That's yeah. Paradoxa. There's two X's at the end of that band. It's XX, Paradoxa. They're out of Chicago, Illinois. I think around 82, 83 uh, they came out. And this was the only uh, EP they put out called Plan of Attack back in 1985. And I know David Shankle played with Manowar, was in this band. But right. I think he joined right after this was either recorded or came out. Yeah, so I hear that they're getting back together. They were a really good band. Oh, you and I were bullshitting between the songs. We didn't really get to hear it, but they were a good metal band, so it would be nice to hear something by those guys. I'll have to see what happens over there. Yeah. All right, I know I was telling you in the in private we were talking that I, I got a, a digital Millennium Copyright Act takedown notice because, uh, you know, over here on the show, we don't give out albums for free. We don't give uh, – you know, we don't upload albums uh, from bands. You know, we have the Metal Matinee uh, bootleg show we give out every Wednesday. Right. I take a band that was featured on the theme show and give out a bootleg. Most of them are the ones that I had taped at the time or I, you know, I traded for. And we give out a demolition segment demo every Saturday. by A demo by a band. Most of them are so obscure, nobody's ever heard of them before. Right. But I got one for Laz Rocket. I mean, I mean, you know, with all the major bands out there. And what kills me is that Laz Rocket is on Massacre Records, a label that I'm in compliance with. A label that, you know... I have the permission to play the the rounds by, so I can't figure that one out. Wow. I don't understand it, but you know why? So if you go to the blog site, anything I had up there by Laz Rocket, I remove myself uh, and anything from my site because I don't want to deal with any crap that comes from them. So if anybody wants those, I left the shows up there without the links. If anybody wants them, just email me and I'll you know and I'll send you a private one to it because I can't deal with that crap. I said you know especially when it's a, a label that you deal with, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, I know. That, that's weird. Yeah, it's from some company. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's a company where, like, an artist themselves can sign up. And I guess they type in their name or names they want to search for, and then, like, I guess, like, a computer a program searches for it that sends them the information oh. where they found it. And they could, I think it's a way of giving – I mean, it's a great thing for artists to get their music taken down. You know, it's illegal, but yeah. you got to look at it and say, okay, is this, you know, something that's – uh, give away, if they give away an album, take it down. But right. it's a bootleg of a show from <laughs> 30 years ago. I mean, come on. You got it. Somebody got. I'm not for legal downloading. Buy the records. We always said that every week. Yeah, we don't give that shit away. But there's got to be a, a line somewhere. And I don't know. I guess I'm just pissed off because. Well, you know, I don't think, like you said, I don't think they looked to see what it was. It's just like, oh, they're dealing with Labs Rocket. They shouldn't. Exactly. Should. So you know what I mean? They didn't look at your email. Yeah. They didn't see, or they didn't even see if it was a, a new, sh- uh, you know, a show with new stuff. They exactly. Didn't see if it was a show with old stuff, you know. Well, so they just, just, you know, did a mad sweep because I, I don't think they really have the time to sit there and, you know. No, I agree. I agree. There's I mean, like even like way. Van, you know, Van Halen was on the, you know, was on the uh, all the illegal sites, you know, within like an hour. I heard it was taken down. You know, it was taken down. Yeah, you have people to. in the record company probably just went nuts, you know. I know, and I and rightly so, especially when it's a band with yeah. a new record. Uh, Don't do that. True. But true. these are bootlegs, and we're not even giving out bootlegs by active bands that are, you know, might put out a live record, you know, prof- you know, legally for the record company. These yeah. are like live bootlegs by bands that half of them don't even exist anymore. I know, it's weird, weird. I'm not putting up no more bootlegs anymore on Wednesday, but I was like, you know what, I'll keep doing it until you know. <laughs> I said, I'll start doing it for bands. Well, that hey, just... you know, if they, if they, yeah, if they complain, then you take it down. You know. Yeah, to... I mean, the next three weeks, I emailed all three of the bands that I had shows I was going to, uh, you know, put up, and we, and we were lucky enough that most of them were on the show, and I kind of know them. I even I said, I want to put this. You might like Mike, put it up. Don't worry about it. We don't care. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have to do from now on. I'm going to check with the bands themselves because a lot of the underground bands or the the bands that are on major labels, you know, they control what they have in the music. So I'm just going directly to them and bypassing anything else and. 
you know, like on the show, we rarely play pre-Sabbath Maiden. If I'm, if I'm doing a theme show where I have to get a song on, I do. But I always try to keep the show strictly like 80s underground because that's what it's about. The bands that never, you know, made it to the level of Maiden that still keep playing deserve the support, you know. Ah, that's enough for Anthony Raven, huh? No, that, you're, right. Right. you're 100% right. I know. Well, you know what? We're talking about an underground band. I, I was telling you I was able to get my my tape machine work because I could transfer my old cassettes and demos, you know, for cool. new things coming up. I was thinking of so many great old bands from New York, and you might have played with them, you know, with Tempest in the Day. I don't even remember because it was so long ago, but I dug up a, a live show by Steel Fortune from Lamar. I don't know if you remember Steel Fortune. They were out in New Jersey, hmm. and I remember them when I heard the, the tape. I was like, wow, this is such great metal. They never went anywhere. Oh, then wow. I started doing it, and then I – what happened was that I dug up a demo by the band Savage Choir, okay? And I was doing – that's this week's Demolition Arts, which I'm going to play next. So that's why I'm mentioning them. And I'm, I'm doing – I'm like, why do these songs sound familiar? And I'm playing the Savage Choir demo. I'm like, this sounds like Death Mask, the band Death Mask. We had Danny and Mike on a couple of years ago from the band. And I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. The Savage Choir would Death Mask before they became Death Mask. That was their name. Oh, was so I dug up a couple of live shows. They were more Savage Choir. I'm like, wow. So I, I emailed uh, Steve from the band, the singer. Right. I was like, Steve, I got all these bootlegs like from you guys like before you were death man. He's like, holy shit, can you send them to me? So wow. I mailed it out there with the demos, which he didn't even have. So I was like, listen, come back on again. We got to talk about it. So we're going to have Steve and Benny, the whole band, on again uh, in April. But uh, So Very I dug cool. up the Savage Choir demo. They used, they turned it to Death Mask, put out Split the Atom, a great album. And uh, I, got, I was like, you know, he goes, what are you doing? I was like, you know, I'm downloading a thing by Steel uh, Fortune. He goes, they just played last week in New Jersey at a reunion show. I got back together for a reunion show. Holy like, shit. You can't start nothing on them. So I'm like, yeah, I don't remember. He goes, you remember? He's like talking. He goes, that was Matt Fallon was the singer who went on the single with Skid Row and Anthrax back in the day. Damn. And Dave the Snake Sabo played <laughs> with them from, from Skid Row. That was their wow. band before Skid Row. That's that. so, yeah, so they all got back together to do a benefit show in New Jersey. I'm like, wow, you don't even remember like seeing those bands who a lot of them went on to play and uh, became, and, you know, Steel Fortune, most of those guys in the band wound up going on to Skid Row. Sure. Matt got kicked out, you know, Sebastian Bach came in, but a little Lost. funny story there. Yeah, so, <laughs> not to mention, well, I don't know what I'm talking about, but Savage Quiet, the demo is up right now, the one and only demo. Uh, most of the songs you can find on the Death Mask albums that came out later on, two were on the first record. This one was issued 20 years later on the reissue when they got back together and uh, put the album out again. This is called Street Gorillas. Head over to the block spot right now and download it. I know Steve and Penny won't mind. <laughs> Go get yourself a copy.
All right, Savage Choir, Street Gorillas. The demo is up right now in the block spot. Go there and download yourself a copy of it. It's great when I can think of some of these older things, man. I was I haven't been able to get through my collection so long, T. I'm thrilled that I'm able to do it, you know? That's cool, man. All right. Well, you know what? It's 6.30 right now. I believe Josh is on the line from Shit Hill. Great young band out of New York City, T. So, and I love when we have people from my hometown on, you know? Yeah, definitely. All right. Let's connect Josh and uh, get this interview going here. Hey, Josh, you out there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me on, Mike. Hey, anytime, man. What's going on? Not much. That's uh, great, man. I, I love, like I said, having New York bands. And what part of New York are you guys from? Uh, mostly from Manhattan. Okay, we'll, we'll hold that against you. Don't worry about it. We're from Brooklyn, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no okay. problem. Our, our other guitar player lives in Brooklyn. All right, that's good enough. We'll take him. We'll take him. Uh, I got to tell you, Josh, I got turned on to you guys a couple of months ago. Uh, Mr. Kent Pierce, who was a contributor on our show, turned me on to you guys. And I love hearing young guys just like bringing back that classic thrash sound. And uh, you seem to have done that. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much what we wanted to put across with uh, with that first record. Uh, I think you, you accomplished that. Uh, no questions asked. And uh, how was it today for, like, a young band trying to make their way around, like, the club circuit, getting shows? Uh, you know, years ago, bands would kind of try to, like, band together and, like, you know, help each other out, getting into different clubs or, you know, doing you know little, like, local tours together. Uh, is that camaraderie there between you guys today with the, the other bands, or is it kind of like doggy dog? Wait, can you repeat that one more time? I think my uh, thing dropped out for a sec. That's okay. Uh, I was just saying, is it difficult to navigating around the club circuit, trying to get yourselves out into the different clubs, or you can, can you like band together with other groups, like trying to like hook yourselves up to get different shows? Um, I mean, it it really depends on the situation. I've done a couple shows. There's one band in uh, in Long Island that we've done. We did a show with. Um, we started. We talked to them from time to time. And another band in Jersey. We did a couple shows with. Um, for the most. In per bigger act, but uh, I mean, I don't know. The club scene, I think, is pretty. Uh, it's it's pretty hard to describe because you know because of the internet and MySpace and Facebook and all that. They're literally like millions and millions of bands out there so it's i think we're losing josh tommy can you hear him no he keeps fading in and out yeah josh i don't know if you can hear us but i think your phone's uh cutting in and out i don't know if you can still hear me now uh there we go can you hear me now yeah, yeah. we got you now you're back yeah we heard what you were saying yeah it, it's got to be it's got to be a tough way of uh getting out there and everything and i know you got a show coming up with possessed so that's got to be a big help. And do you find a lot of the pay-to-play type things where you got to sell tickets when you get into a club like like BB Kings or the Highline Ballroom or some of the, the Gramercy or some of the larger venues in New York? I think we we, yeah, we definitely lost Josh time. I saw his, his phone call dropped out. Oh, sorry. I waited a couple of minutes. He must have called from a cell phone. You know, yeah. cell phones always suck. I was saying that last week with Kennedy. So I'm like, uh, I had Mike on from uh, Rigor Mortis. We were talking to Texas and I said, bad reception. I'm like, they could put a man out of space and get crystal clear sound, but you can't call a guy in New Jersey or Pennsylvania without, you know, <laughs> not be able to keep him on the line. It's weird, right? It's incredible. All right, Josh, call back in. All right, Josh, you're back? Yeah, sorry about that, guys. That's okay. It happens with the cell phones, it happens. We were just saying that. Yeah. Uh, oh, so what I was saying was, is it difficult, like, trying to break into, like, the larger venues like BB King's? Or the Gramercy, or, or the Highland Ballroom, where you gotta, you know, do the paper play type thing or sell tickets. 
yeah, I mean, it can be pretty difficult. Um, I mean, you know, especially like the whole the whole idea of starting out. Um, I think it's pretty hard, like, to get your name out there and to really do those shows because you know the first the first show we did at at BB King's or big venue that we had to sell tickets for was when we played with Diamond Head, like uh, a little less than a year ago. And that show, you know, we had to like all of a sudden pony up like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Which uh, you know, for a band starting out, that's not that's not that easy. So like you know, breaking into that is is pretty difficult. But once you get the hang of it, it's you know, it's all right. Yeah. Name of the game. Yeah, no, it is rough. And like, uh, I got Tommy on the line with me, my co-host over there. Tommy was in a band back in the school, Tempest. Uh, Tommy, did you go through the same type of stuff as Josh goes through back then, or was it a little easy to get onto a, a bill or into a club? You know, it, it depended. Um, a lot of times, you you know, you end up putting out some bucks. Sometimes you just made like you know forty, fifty bucks. You know, yeah. but you never, you know, I never had the. Um, you never had to go more than, you know, a couple hundred bucks, you know. But then well, you got to remember, a couple hundred dollars when you were a kid was like, you, know, you could buy a house at that price, so it's a little different. Yeah, you could buy a decent used car for a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> Why but, well, it happened, it happened. Yeah. And, and it's, but, you know, you, you just want you get you want to get your band out there, so, you know, you, you pay, you know, that's the price you pay, so to speak. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, we were talking about you were talking about the uh, the, the first album before. Um, mm-hmm. How how'd you go about putting it together? Did you guys like you know record it yourself, so finance it, put it out, do everything on your own? You went down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I we put together the songs over. I mean, we started in 2009, so we pretty much started putting together songs then. Uh, it all really came together over last summer, um, and we went in. We went into uh, Stratosphere Sound, which is uh, James E. Hoff from Smashing Pumpkins and uh, Adam Schlesinger from Fountains of Wayne Studio, and pretty much self-financed the whole thing. Just went in and banged it out. That's. I think we're losing Josh again. Uh, if you can hear me, Josh, I'll keep talking. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like you said, it's got to be because you're, you, you're all a bunch of young guys. You're, you're probably in your late teens right now. Yeah. So it is difficult for it. Just goes to show, like the investment, you know, and what you believe in in your music, and you're trying to get it out there. And I don't know if I mentioned to everybody else earlier on the show, but Josh, besides guitars, you're also the singer in the band. You do double duty. Yeah, that's that's got to be rough right there alone doing two things at once. I know last week I tried doing a pearl necklace in the back with tea bagging, and I couldn't even handle it. So I don't know how you do both at the same time. God yeah, bless I mean, you. it's it's fun because you know you get to have you know you get to have both. You get to sing the songs and you get to play the songs. Which is great. There's no, there's not really any idle time on stage, which is great for me. I don't really like standing around, but uh, it, it can be really hard, you know. At the end of a set, like, you know, I sort of, you know, like the, the music I write is not very uh, relenting. Yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really ever get a break either way. <laughs> I can imagine. And, yeah. And see, like being that you know, you guys are young. You kind of grew up in in the resurgence era of heavy metal again, when it started coming back and and building yeah. up, getting stronger. Uh, what were the bands that you saw that that got you going? Like, did you go right back to the '80s stuff? Because kids your age, we normally get into the stuff that came out in the late '90s. But you guys I mean, drew influence from all over. Yeah, I mean, the first the first metal band that I really got into, I was in like fifth grade. It was System of a Down. Who I think it's unfortunate for them because I think they get roped into the whole like '90s new metal thing, and that's totally not at all what those guys are about. But um, anyway, you know, I got first I got into them, 
then I sort of started to explore, you know, the whole back catalog of metal and I got into Slayer and Pantera and Metallica and, you know, and Sepultura and all of them. And that's sort of, that's sort of where I dwell. You know, I do like a lot of, a lot of new bands, you know, like Lamb of God and Mastodon and Evile, but, uh, for the most part, uh, all of us really are more rooted in, you know, late 80s, early 90s stuff, you know, Slayer and Pantera. Yeah, and, and for people, I'm going to play some musical later right after we're done talking, but people should realize you're not a cliched 80s band. You guys are an extremely modern band. You just haven't embraced the thrash metal sound, and thrash metal just seems to be one of the genres of metal that never really had ups and downs. It was always like the way it was from start to finish, where like, you know, hair metal was big for a while, then it was dead, new metal came in. Thrash has been pretty consistent over the years, and it's always had yeah. a very loyal and tight, you know, uh, scene. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things that really, like, uh, really, you know, appeals to me about the whole thrash metal thing is that, you know, with every other type of music or even, like, subgenre of metal, whatever you want to call it, like, there's, it's not really a solidified thing. But if you walk down the street anywhere in the world and you see a guy in a Slayer shirt, you know that you and him are on the same page, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's, that's never changed, and that's never. It's not about to change. That that's so true. It really is. And uh, do you see the scene being like united today behind the bands, like it was? Like I can speak only like from when I grew up in the eighties, and we were like an underground. You know, we were like a cult. We were like a like a, a militia in a club where we stood together. We were so united in supporting the bands. Do you see that with the kids today that are coming to the shows? Um. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the kids. I mean, it's it's like. The, the idea of uh, revisiting what was what was popular in the 80s and the whole, you know, really the whole, like, especially the New York thrashing and the L.A. and the San Francisco thrashing is very, you know, very popular. I know a lot of kids are really into the idea of banding together and being like the thrash metal thing, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously not the same because it's not the 80s, but there's definitely, you know, the same mentality is definitely there in a lot of cases. Well, that's good to know. I, at least I know there's hope for the future, especially with guys like you putting out the music you're putting out. So what's next for the band as far as music goes? Are you still promoting the album? Or are you going to be working on something for 2012, something new? Yeah, I mean, we're still, for the time being, uh, promoting the, the first record. But, uh, you know, we we got a few songs together. We're sort of, you know, gradually working towards uh, the next album. You know, we sort of changed our songwriting process. For the first album, most of the songs I really wrote, I just wrote them myself, like, in my room on my computer. I programmed the drums and recorded all the tracks and just demoed them and gave them to the other guys and then learned it. But uh, for the new album, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying something new, like, going much more in the style of bands like Sabbath and Zeppelin, where they would, like, sit down, play a riff, jam on it, and see where it goes, and, you know, have the whole thing recorded and then go back and see where that natural music came from. Okay. And then constructed out of that. I mean, you know, the whole Paranoid album was basically, you know, written in a, you know, four-hour jam session at a at a club gig that nobody was at. So, you know, I'm really, yeah. we're really trying to, to hone into that now. And, you know, I guess we'll see where that goes. But we're just going to keep, you know, keep on writing, keep on playing, see what happens. That's the way it should be. I mean, you know, you grew up in a narrative, like you said before, with the internet, with MySpace, Facebook, and YouTube, and all that other stuff. And you have a lot of bands, like old and new, just starting out. You have bands that have been around for 30, 40 years. They rely on the internet for their music, where they can record stuff, they ship it off to another band member, you know, and they, they go back and forth. Uh, do you guys work that way at all, or do you prefer to just be in the studio together, where, you know, when you have your ideas, everybody can get in on it and, you know, fill it out to a whole song? I mean, I think it definitely started out 
I mean, that was the norm. That still is the norm, really. We started out doing that, and then we sort of realized the importance of being all together in one room. And, you know, the whole, you know, the Internet thing really, I think, it allows people to be a lot lazier and not get the whole band together in a room and, you know, send tracks over the Internet and do that. And I think that definitely has its place. Definitely good that that exists. You know, like I know a lot of bigger bands, they have, you know, the whole band is based in L.A. and then they have one member who lives in New York and he can still be a part of the process. Like I know a lot of, a lot of that stuff happens. Yeah. But with us, we've definitely learned to think much more the old school way of four guys getting together in a room and jamming out a song. Yeah, it always, it always, to me, it always jives better that way. It always, always comes across more, you know, cohesive. And like I said, when you, I don't know if yeah. you want to mention the other three guys in the band, give them a little air time, mention their names, the people that don't know you guys yet. Oh yeah, well, our uh, our bass player, actually, our uh, we, I'm not, I'm not the only, the only singer in the band. I play lead guitar and sing, but our bass player Max Stoltman, also, uh, he also sings with me. So a lot of the songs have sort of a back and forth thing which is pretty cool. You know, I listened to a lot of System of a Down and, you know, late Pantera records where they would do that sort of thing, except we yeah. actually have two dudes singing, so that allows us to do that. Um, our other guitar player, too, Danny Chvashev, he lives in, you know, he's, he's, the, he's the, the dude who lives in Brooklyn. He's a fantastic guitar player, you know, way into, like, jazz and all this crazy stuff, jam band music. I mean, so am I, but he's really, like, you know, he plays a lot of upright bass, so he brings that element in. And our, our drummer, Damian Moffat, also, he's, He's really one of the things that I think really gives us our unique sound because he's not a metal drummer exactly. I mean, he is. He listens to Slayer and Pantera and all that, but he really comes from much more rock or rock and roll based um, drumming style, which I think gives a lot of the groove, you know, like very like John Bonham, Bill Ward, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, I like that. But, you know, you guys, you notice the four of you guys. Keep plugging away at it. Just take my advice. Keep going at it until you're about to make it. Then when you do, kick one of the other guys out of the band so you're a three-piece and you make more money for yourselves. That's all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding around. We'll keep Danny around. <laughs> cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, that's okay. But I know you were saying before about how do you make yourself stand out today? Like you said, there's such a gluttony of bands like on the internet. And the internet is like really like the biggest tool uh, a band can have today to kind of promote themselves. But how do you make yourself stand out in the internet so people find shit kill and not 5,000 other bands? I mean, one, one of the most useful tools actually is the name, you know, like, I think, I feel like a lot of metal band names nowadays are very, very similar. You know, you get, you know, it's like, you know, verb adjective noun, you know, put in like evil words, pretty much the same thing, but people hear the name Shitkill and they're, you know, they it, they get taken aback and they say, oh, Shitkill, what the hell is that, you know? Yeah, it stands that's out. Definitely a, that's definitely a good tool and also the live show, you know, we've honed our live show very well, we rehearse all the time, you know, that's that's really what, what we pride ourselves on is the live show. Does Shitkill have any meaning or is it just something you came, like you said, you came up with to make people take notice? <laughs> well, I mean, originally... I mean, it has nothing really to do with shitting or killing. Originally, I was driving, or we were driving, me and, the, and our, our drummer, Damien, we were driving down the, um, like, the New York, uh, one of the old, like, New York State highways upstate. We were going up to uh, play a show up in Hudson, and we were, we were looking at these, and we, we was, it was this open mic night, and we didn't have a name for the band at all, and it was just the two of us. And we were looking around at these signs, you know, they got, like, Catskill and Sawkill and Fishkill. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, what if we called the band Shitkill? <laughs> and it was just supposed to like be a joke at first. 
and then we couldn't really think of anything better, so we just kept it. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 hey, that that tells the whole story, right? I was curious myself. I wonder where it came up with Shitkill from. And when I say shit, I think of Fishkill, New York. So it's kind of funny that it uh yeah it comes from that way. It's definitely a name that you won't find on the top ten list. On you know, it's like you know you know Q Rock or CBS FM. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the weird thing in New York, in the New York area, like New York City, New York State. You got Great Kills, uh, Kill Van Cull, Fish Kill, like you said. It must be the Dutch. There must be a Dutch word that the uh, yeah that K I L L means, like you know. I think it's the Dutch stream. Kill Indians. Sorry. Didn't the Dutch kill all the Indians? Maybe that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. But I, I think you are, I, Josh. I think you're onto something here. And I hope that you guys just keep going at it because Thank you. I, the music is just killer. You know, for people, I'm gonna play a song in a few minutes and give people a little shot at what you're all about and everything. But before I let you go, Josh, what do you got planned for 2012? I know you got the show with Possessed coming up, and that I think that's a perfect fit, man. That's going to be a, an amazing show with you guys on there. I didn't get the – I know you want to play with anybody you can, but you guys in Diamond Head, that was so like night and day music-wise, like audience-wise, mm-hmm. but Possessed, I mean, that's going to be freaking unbelievable. Yeah, I'm really stoked for that. But, um, yeah, 2012, we have – actually, we haven't really officially announced this yet, but I guess I can say this here. We're playing – at BB Kings again on May, I think May 16th with Destruction, Warbringer, and Vital Remains. Oh man, that's excellent. That's that's the only really big show um, after next week that we really have planned. We're playing we're playing actually two days before the Possessed show at uh, this thing, this Unblock the Rock event with uh, Alex Golnick from Testament in uh, in Jersey City. Oh nice. So that that's gonna be pretty cool, but. Um, yeah, after that, I'm not sure. That's really all we got up this year. So hey, hey, that's a, in the next few months, you're going to be playing without Skolnick, Possessed, and Destruction. So I don't think it gets any better than that. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good, man. <laughs> and I hope it brings a lot of fans into, you know, to the band and everything. I mean, I wanted to be at the Possessed show, but it's on a Sunday night, and unfortunately, I'll be sitting here doing this. But I will definitely be at the Destruction show. I wanted to see Jeff and stop by and see him. I heard he's going to have his, uh, his black leather studded wheelchair with him that night, so it should be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But Josh, I want to thank you, you know, for taking out the time to talk to us tonight. I, I really do my appreciate pleasure. it. The best of luck with the band. I'm gonna get on "Fuck the Priest" because that's one of my favorite songs off the the album. Nice, thanks. Because you won't yeah, hear that on the radio in New York, so we'll get it on here on the internet. <laughs> awesome, sounds good. Thanks for having me All on. All right, man. Josh, thank you very much, buddy. Take care. Thanks. Take care, buddy. Yeah. Good luck. All right, we want to thank uh, Josh Musto from Shitkill. Go to the band's website, head over to Facebook, MySpace. You can find them anywhere. You can find the link to them on my page on Facebook. And here's a song off the record called Fuck the Priest. Anyway, to your moral apathy and wish you ain't your day. 
to welcome the Darth Lord of the Metal Republic, Editor-in-Chief of PiercingMetal.com, Mr. Ken Pierce. Kenny, how are you today? 
How are you, legions of the night? It is great to be back. And I, you know, Mike, I just realized I caught why you're doing the Darth Vader stuff. Why is that? It's because the little kid runs around pointing at the car and trying to make it move. That's what you... <laughs> I, I like that. I love the one. I don't know if you saw the new Volkswagen one with the dogs barking out the, the Imperial March. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, they have a, was... a Volkswagen commercial where there's all different kinds of dogs on like on yeah. a pedestal, yeah. and they bark out the the, the, theme of the Imperial <laughs> March. Yeah, and they show you like a little like a little dog dressed like a Wookiee. Another one's dressed like Princess Leia. Another one walk, like a greyhound walks out like the at at. It's oh, the funniest oh. ever. <laughs> I said, so I figure, CT, that's what Mike thinks of me, running a little kid running around the show. Well, no, I, I looked at it like you are the leader of the Imperial Republic. Oh, there we go. I, I like that. I do like that. So how I are really you guys? Like it's great to be back. Together. And T, how are you feeling? You've kicked, you've kicked that bug as well. Well, I've kicked it to the curb, but she's hanging around. <laughs> Wine, cheap women and song will do that to you. So, hey, uh, you know, I heard you guys uh, bemoaning the whole thing about Sabbath before, and uh, you mentioned Led Zeppelin. You mentioned Led Zeppelin. You you do realize they're touring. Well, Led Zeppelin touring? Led Zeppelin is supposed to tour, yeah. It's supposed to, yeah. Supposed. Well, I guess so much for saying, uh, I guess so much for that. I guess they will do it without John Bonham. But it'll be, but I mean, John Bonham is dead. No, you know I know I mean? that. I mean, it's like the who, no. you know what I mean? I mean, Keith Moon was dead. That's why they got the other guy, Kenny Jones, to help out. Yeah. And they've used, uh, I saw him a few times with uh, Stalky, who is uh, Ringo's son. Yeah. Right. I forgot his first name. That's why I just said Stalky. Zach. Zach Stalky, yes. And he happens to be very, He was. He, I liked him better than Kenny Jones, you know. He was more apropos. Like play, you on uh, the drums better than Kenny Jones. There you go, exactly. Ooh, See? And, that's from a, and that's from a real drummer, really. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. <laughs> but, um, but what, 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 you know, with the Zeppelin, the thing is, they've actually, I didn't want to interrupt you before, Mike, but I think they've actually played as, well, not actually, they did a page and plant without John Paul Jones. I know, I do remember yeah, that. And I was yeah. just making the point, like, if but you then, no, but if the whole band was together. You're going to put together, you know, a band of that magnitude. I mean, we're not talking about just the Van Halen tour here. We're talking yeah. about Black Sabbath. You know? exactly. The Van Halen is like, oh, we're, you know, we're clutching in straws and we're trying to make some bucks. This is like, hey, guys, we're getting old. Cancer's already taken one of our offshoot friends, uh, mm-hmm. more than one. But, you know, uh, you know, talking about uh, Randy, uh, well, not Randy, uh, Ronnie. But now, you know, it's them saying, hey, let's do something. And then Cancer does coming to the fact, why can't they just do it? What is, I mean, that freaking almighty dollar, you know yeah. what I mean? What, yeah. and, or is it ego? That's why everybody thought money, ego, right away, Sharon. But she seems to say, well, I know nothing about it. Meanwhile, she knows everything about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I'm and missing only one or two details about this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, There's and, no way out of the loop, believe me. When they needed a drummer, who did they get? The drummer's playing with Ozzy. Come of on. Give me a break. Of course. Uh, well, some, of us, some, of us, some of us see through the the web and mystical ether that they try to uh, yeah. portray on us. Ozzy's, I'm just Ozzy's um, manager. Yeah, sure. We know that, but you fucking make sure that Ozzy, you know, you want to make sure that Ozzy gets 75% and then leave the other 25 for the rest. Yeah. 
We're in the I mean, wrong business, guys. Uh, we're definitely. in the wrong business. Uh, you know, well, we live yeah. in a we, we live in a go day. To heaven. We may we, go to heaven. Damn. We live in a day where I have to run around all, all hours of the night to bring the scoop to the world, and where Mikey gets sued by Laz Rocket. Oh. Yeah, bunch of asses. <laughs> Just trying to fucking let people listen to their fucking music, right? It's yeah. Something. It's serious. It's really weird. I hadn't heard of that band's name since, until Mikey said it again to me. You know. It's, yeah. But hey, you know what? There's somebody in the background saying, "Oh, look at the money these guys must be pulling in." So we got to do it. You know. Uh, anyway, so hey, so let's get into this really exciting week. I don't want to keep you guys from the program anymore, but. Man, what a week we got going on tonight! Really? Uh, t- it's a it's a cool one, dude. It is a cool one tonight. I don't have anything on my radar, nor do I have anything for tomorrow. But on Tuesday, the mighty Van Halen arrives at Madison Square Garden, and they are going to play uh, some of their new album and a whole host of uh, their greatest material. And I believe it is one of the shows with Cool and the Gang as an opening act. I, I haven't heard otherwise. So I apologize to the fans if I'm incorrect with that particular part of uh, of the knowledge. But uh, Van Halen will be at Madison Square Garden. Let's roll over into Wednesday where we have Chevelle over at Irving Plaza. Chevelle is going to be over here with a band called Middle Class Rut and Janice as their opening act. And if that's not what you want to see and you want to go get your queen head on, you can head down to B.B. King's where the band Almost Queen will be playing a set of uh, tunes. And they're going to have the band Jack and Jill opening up for them. Now, the Almost Queen thing is a really, really top-drawer tribute band to Freddie Mercury. Now, speaking of Queen, as an aside, it has been announced that Adam Lambert, who was on American Idol, will sing with Queen at the Sonosphere um, gig, which is a big, super-power gig. Um, He's a great person for the job, so let's hope he actually sticks around and and works with the band again because he does have the register, and he's uh, he's definitely a... um, He's gay. Okay, I... Uh, it works. <laughs> and, yes, of course, it would only work because he's gay. That's exactly. Oh, that's, 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 no, he really is a good... Really, you, know, uh, you know, as flamboyant as he is and everything, he is a really good singer, and he has respect for, from what I've been reading, he has respect for, for you know, for, um, you know, the, the title, so to speak, you know, filling in for, that's not correct. trying to replace... You know, just filling in, and I mean, it's better than getting filling in. <laughs> What'd you say? No. Don't even ask. <laughs> filling in, I get it. Okay, all right. I guess you can fill the fill the void, so to speak. Had a gap to fill. Had a gap to fill, and he was available. Had a gap to fill. All right. Oh God. But who? Uh, who the hell else could sing? You know, Freddie Mercury. You know. I don't know. People, I don't know. It's it's a, it's how a many hard vocal register to do it. Yeah, no many professional people could do it, you know, and, you know, and it's cool in American, you know? All right. Yes, yes. He's yes. as flamboyant as he is, but so is uh, Freddie Mercury, so, you know. That's right, that's right. Now, let's go over onto Thursday evening okay. where where March Metal Madness begins. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a cool one because you got Van Halen once more back at Madison Square Garden. Um, and at the same time, Corrosion of Conformity will be over at the Gramercy Theater 
And uh, let's see here. they got a whole mess of bands opening up for them. They have Torch, Valiant Thor, and a Storm of Light. So if you like Corrosion of Conformity, uh, C-O-C, as everybody likes to abbreviate them, and uh, you can... Um, you can check that out if you're not going to Van Halen. Down at Irving Plaza, you got August Burns Red, and they are going to be with Silverstein, Texas in July, I, The Breather, uh, as well as the Support Acts. And this is, is that is your kind of band, which is like that alt metalcore kind of kind of stuff. You want to definitely uh, head over to there, or you can go to BB Kings and enjoy some Led Zeppelin. That's going to be two tribute bands in a row. You got. Hindenburg, which is a Led Zeppelin tribute that features Felix Hanneman from Zebra. Now, you all know that Zebra plays a an amazing uh, Zeppelin set when, when they do uh, their gigs. So Felix definitely knows the ropes when it comes to doing Led Zeppelin. And on guitar with the band, they also have Carl Cochran, who's been definitely a New York, New Jersey-based musician that's been around the block that a lot of people know. Friday over at BB Kings, it's a busy night, uh, busy week for the venue. You got the one and only grand return of Y and T. It's going to be great to have those guys back. This is the first gig back in New York City since the band uh, lost Phil Kenamore. Uh, if you remember, T. Uh, Phil was diagnosed as being ill. Right. Um, when the band was playing, and they had uh, uh, this guy Brad was, uh, I think his name was Brad, was was filling in. And uh, a few months later, Phil had passed away. So um, so now Brad is in the band now, and he is the bass player. So it's pretty much, it's only Menachetti, technically, as far as the as original members of Y&T goes. But he's he was the principal songwriter. He's the guitar player and the singer for the stuff. So, you know, Y&T with him is pretty much Y&T. So it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely a good show. Saturday, sliding over to Saturday, the Led Zeppelin ride continues as Les Zeppelin plays the High Line Ballroom. Les Zeppelin are the all-female tribute to the mighty Hammer of the Gods, and they will be doing the entire Led Zeppelin 4 album this evening. I, I've seen them a number of times. Big fan. Really like what they do. Totally Totally uh, fantastic execution. And if you want to go and take a journey down to the dark side, you can go to the Deicide show over at the Gramercy Theater. Leave your religious icons behind <laughs> for that one. It is going to be a dark night in a small, deadly space. So that's all I got for you guys tonight, and that's a lot of stuff, so I know you got an interview coming up. So let me get rolling on out, and remember, as always, you can follow Piercing Metal on Twitter, and you can like us on Facebook and be in the loop with the scoop from the beat, from the streets. I am out of here. Kenny, before you go, what, what? Do you, what, is, what is your one pick for the week that feels like a must-see show? Because I'm excited about the corrosion. I'm going. Big fan of the band. Uh, you know, it's almost the original lineup, too, with Reed Mullen, uh, Mike Dean, Pepper <clears throat> Keenan, Woody Weatherman. I mean, Pepper uh -oh. joined in the late 80s, but he's been with the band you know, since then. And I'm a big fan of Woody. I know Adam Lambert's a big fan of Woody. I'm not going to miss this show. <laughs> so that's coming. But see, Mike's forgetting that he's telling everyone how he likes cock, C-O-C. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, I'm a big fan, and I'm going to be at the C-O-C show. <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm my pick of the week. <laughs> I'm 
kidding. Which your pick of the week? My pick of the week is going to be Van Halen, man. This is my uh, top tier band. I love them. I, I really don't like the new song Tattoo much, but I've heard some snippets of the rest of the album. And uh, uh, even though I am not technically going to the show, I am excited for that one the most. Uh, it's I think it's always great when when a band like that touches base on New York City. So, but that's it. That's there all you I go. I all thank guys, you. I will uh, talk to you next week. Keep rocking. You got it, Kenny. Thank you very much, Mr. Ken Pierce from PiercingMetal.com. Tom, if you had to be trapped on a desert island, you yeah. had a choice of, uh, and I, I won't even go there, because uh, Keith Caputo from Life of Agony, Marcy Free from King Cobra, or RuPaul, who would you be on the island with? Oh, my God. No, I, I, I think I'll I, I tell you, I'll take RuPaul. I'll drown myself. Yeah, he is, he is the prettiest, yeah. <laughs> hey, he's not a bad-looking guy when he's got that uh, get-up on. Yeah, if you want to say that, yeah. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say Adam Lampert because no. he's, pretty, he's pretty cute. Too. <laughs> you got me thinking. I mean, you know, do I want to have a more gentle touch or a little more, you know, you know go out of the way there? But uh, yeah. I don't know. That's something to ponder this week, I think. Yeah, because I've seen pictures of more recently of Wizards and Caputo, and uh, yeah, that, ain't no, good, huh? that ain't no broad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like a young Marcy Free right there. <laughs> oh, my God, too much. They got to be oh, at least 10 much. years apart. And you I think tell. so. I mean, oh, the tattoos man. and everything, it just, just doesn't make it, man. <laughs> I know. I know. He wasn't thinking about that when he got them, but <laughs> what are you going to do? That's life. All right, you know what? We got about five minutes, and Dave Hillis from Mason is going to be calling in. They got back together after 23 years. So we're going to do some music until then. First up, let me get on some Dr. Butcher. Eddie, one of our most loyal listeners who listens in every week. So, Mike, get some Dr. Butcher on for me this week. So, Eddie, here you go. Don't talk to me. That's kind of my theme song, too. And then we'll go right into some Mason. Dave should be on the line right after that. So sit back and relax.
pornography, and you saw in a false truth to the people. You now have five minutes to attend before you reach your God. May he have mercy on your soul. Take them away. And Dave Hillis should be calling in in a few minutes. I just uh, texted him over the number before the show. If not, he gave me his, so I'll reach out to him in a few minutes, Dave, if uh, we don't hear from him. Okay, cool. And I looked that up. The Dutch word kill yeah. means channel body of water. Yeah, no, I was just making a joke about them wiping out the Indian population while they were here, that but that's, that that's something good. else. That was good. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I like uh, the Canada Space and our buddy in the chat room talked out about us. Uh, he's going to Captain Mike Incorrigible in the Secret Society of Supervillains. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> That's funny. That's some funny shit. Because <laughs> uh, I tell you, you know, like last week you were out, you know, you didn't feel good. You know, you were off for the whole month of January on a sabbatical uh, for football season. Uh, it's boring because, you know, it's like nobody gets the, the sense of humor we have except for us. So it's kind of like I'm sorry. <laughs> a, a private conversation. If I say these things on my own, people are like, what the hell is he talking about? But you say it to somebody else. <laughs> and I get, you get a... Uh... A fast laugh, right? Yeah, there. exactly, because only we know what the hell we're talking about sometimes. True, <laughs> But that's good. But like I said, we'll wait for Dave to call. And Dave started Mace out when they were teenagers up in Washington State. Uh, great band. Dave in the 90s went on to produce uh, Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains. He was in jail on their albums. Uh, so I don't know if we have him to thank or blame for the grunge scene. <laughs> yeah, as long as he made, if he made some money on it, who cares? That is all that matters. But uh, Mace were a great band, put out those few records. I don't want to talk too much about it. We'll save it for when uh, uh, Dave is here, but we'll get into that. And they just put out a new song which you can download for free, and we'll talk to Dave about that. I don't know if we should go into another tune, because we didn't really get on a lot of songs today. Because uh, I'm running out of breath over here. So play a couple of tunes. Yeah, play one more song, and, uh, and I'll reach out to Dave if you don't call in. Because I know they want a band photo shoot uh, when I spoke to him before, so I, I oh. sent him the number. Okay. But that should be wrapping up. So you know what? I'll tell you, what do you want to hear? I got uh, some Hyrax lined up, 
I have uh, some excited from the Death Machine record, that last record that came out. I think it was uh, towards the end of last year. Right. Or I have uh, Evil Sinner. Any of those that interest you? Uh, yeah, let's hear some of High Racks. Okay. I think I forgot to mention before that after we played the Shit Kill song, yeah. I think they said the word fuck more in that song than we did in four years on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah and I don't think those guys are going to heaven. I hate to tell them that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that song so, bans them from heaven. Angry little boys. Yeah. But that was a great tune. But after I, that, I, I played. I just hope none of them was uh, abused by a priest. Well. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know, man. But that was a good tune. It just had that old classic thrash and hardcore sound to it. Hey, it Sort of like motorheads. I uh, I don't need religion. Yeah. Like, uh, on fucking steroids. Yeah. That's some good stuff. But right after that, I followed up with a band called Rebel Inc. and the song is called March. Yeah. And those good. guys sent me some music a while ago, and it's a, it's kind of a mix of like a lot of new stuff like Corn, but it just had like that old New York City hardcore like punk feel to it, like that yeah. that riff. I was I was getting so into it. So they mailed me on it. I want to thank the guys for it. And I think that completes all the new music for the year that I was sent by people to play. So I think I, I held up my end of the bargain. I hope those guys did by helping promote the show each week. So I got all that new music on. And next week, I got some new music by a band that's really bringing that classic 80s sound back. I'm looking forward to playing that. It's not so easy to find you know new bands today that have that 80s vibe going. You know, And that's what we like cool. to feature on the show because we're a classic uh, 80s show. But I think we did that next week with uh, Thy Kingdom Gone. They're a really good band, so uh, we'll play that uh, next week. And speaking of next week, next Sunday night, Danny Hines from the new wave of British heavy metal band Weapon is my guest. And we're wow. featuring another uh, new, uh, another English band called Hank Flyer. The guitar player, Lizzie, is going to be calling in. Uh, the drummer of the band was in a band called Tiger's Tales, which was around for a lot of years. Mm. And uh, Lizzie, is, uh, he's also blind. And wow. he's ama- so, so it's going to be interesting talking to him next week, so... Cool. That's looking pretty good. Who else we got coming up on March? Hey, let me see. I think we'll wait a few minutes see if Dave calls in. I'll reach out to him. Uh, let me see here. We have uh, the week after that, we have Vic Hicks, the singer from Shock Paris, a great band out of Ohio. And uh, I interviewed uh, Andy Gern from Necronomicon. They're a German thrash metal band that's been around since the 80s. Uh, they told me that Andy, the guitar player, was calling, but it was Andy, the bass player. I spoke to the guy for 20 minutes. It was the wrong guy. I was talking. <laughs> so it's a funny interview. In the middle of the interview, Elevated Music came on. Something happened. It was it was probably the worst interview I ever did, but I'm just going to air it anyway to get, get it off my uh, get it off my list. I don't know why the record company was sending the guy who – the band's been around since like 82. Right. Why would they send the uh, Freddie, who's the only original member of the band, the three guys that know – Right. Why they didn't have him doing the interviews? Is be, all the interviews is beyond me because he is the only original member. And I think, well, Andy, the guitar player, he's been in the band about 12 years, so at least there's some music to talk about with him. They sent the new guy, Andy, the bass player, who's been in the band a few months and just recorded the new record. There's really nothing to talk to him about with the history of the band besides that one record. And he had nothing else, like, you know, to talk about with like another band or something. So yeah. I didn't get that, but. It was like one of those interviews, like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay, you know. <laughs> but I'll put on the kill sometime, but uh, what else we got in March? <laughs> Greg Livesay from the band Livesay, New York band. Greg was in the band St. Lucena back in the 80s. Okay. We played him on the show a lot. Uh, who else do we got calling in? Bruce Moy, he's an author who wrote a cookbook for those about to cook. Wow. He wants to come on and promote it, so uh, we're going to talk cool. to Bruce. And uh, Chris Bennett from the band Widow out of uh, North Carolina, solid metal band. I know I got a few other things lined up. Uh, we're supposed to have Rob Zombie on. I just got told that uh, he's not doing any press right now, so that's, that's squashed. I announced it last week, but uh, that's uh, been put on hold. Did you ever try to get Sean, uh, the bass player? No, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't, but maybe I maybe I have to. Yeah, maybe, cause, like, I think the, the album, uh, the album, the book is out in paperback, so 
Okay, so maybe we'll do that. Because our audience is more of a paperback. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> a paperback person. <laughs> we'll do that. But we are so we got two guests a week on live for the entire up until April first. So we'll have to reach out to some of these bands in uh, the end of March and uh, get them on there. But you know what? Let me do some exciter and I will uh, dig up Dave's number and we'll give him a call. So this is the title track of the last record, Death Machine.
that was anger. I haven't played those guys in a long, long time. That was victim of power. Let me give Dave a call now. He just called me on my cell phone. I think he, because I texted him from that number, he might think it's a number for the show. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So let me give him a buzz and we'll get this going. Because we only got about a half hour left here. So, uh, all right, don't listen to the dial tone because I hate to give out people's number on here. But uh, don't have any choice. I should put like a beeping sound on, right? Please leave your message for... Oh. Whoop. Let's cut. I didn't want to... I thought the number was going to come on, so I hung up. Yeah, just in case. Yeah, All right, let me try one more time. I thought he picked up towards the end over there. So everybody out there in a radio land, just keep listening. Let me try... Dave, one more time. You got it. All right, we'll dial him again. I don't want people to hear everybody's number, you know? Oh, Please leave your message for... Hi, this is Dave Hillis at Starlight Entertainment. Please leave me a message. Hey, Dave, it's Mike from Heavy Metal Mayhem. We're on the air live, waiting for you to call in. If you get the message, we got about a half hour left in the show. So if you can, try to call in. All right, buddy? I'll talk to you soon. Take hey, care. Hey, Dave, it's Mike from Heavy Metal Mayhem. Whoa. Uh, you heard that. Uh, you, you always get the echo and the feedback when you dial out on here. It's so difficult doing the show using Skype. That is weird, right? Yeah, it's a pain. All right, we'll give Dave a call. I'm going to text him now on his private phone number. We'll do that. So I'll get another song on while we're waiting. Yeah, give him uh, this number now. Yeah, what do you want to hear, T? Hyrax, uh, let me see what I got. Hyrax, Evil Sinner, Intruder, or name another band. I'll see if I got something by them. You didn't play Hyrax before? No, I played, uh, I don't remember what the hell I played. So play me Hyrax <laughs> now. All right, I'll get you some Hyrax on Hell on Earth.
All right, that's our contribution to Black History Month. A little higher X for you with Hell on Earth. We had Kane on the show a while back. He was a great guy. Yeah, let me get Dave. I just woke him on the cell phone. He just got out of a photo shoot we were talking about. So uh, let me get him on the switchboard because I can't do it on the cell phone. We're not like the rest of those internet radio stations where they do it on the cell phones. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad I got you on. We don't have a lot of time left in the show, but while I got you, it's all about Mace right now. All right. I like that. Yeah, I got to tell you, I go back with you guys from when I tape traded for that first demo tape with the Metal Lust on it back in the early 80s. Get out. You had you had, you had had a Metal Lust seat, or cassette? I still have it. You're kidding me, because yeah. I want a copy. I will I will email you. Uh, I will make it. If you want a cassette copy, I'll make it for you. No, I'm not kidding. That's amazing. Those are rare. Yeah, I still got it. Wow, so, you're, so you really are old school. Oh, man, forget about it. I'm... I'm almost Forget about it. <laughs> That's the Brooklyn part of us. <laughs> yeah, but it was Metal Lust, and I think the song Mason's on the demo. Man, that almost goes past me, but Metal Lust, <laughs> that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah, so I get it out to you, but it's great that you guys put it back together. What made you decide after all these years that, you know, let's do this again? Well, uh, like I said, man, we were, we were, you know, I, I built a, a studio this year um, in Seattle. I'd been working in London and L.A. and came back here to Seattle and built a studio, and I just always wanted to uh, remix that stuff, give it a fair shake audio-wise. And so I did uh, when I had a, a break in between some records, and uh it was it was fun. I like enjoyed doing it, and then I talked to Kirk, and we did a new song, and that just went so easily. It was like you know, riding a bike. You know, we just got right back into it, and uh, then we decided just why don't we just put it out and remix it and put out a new song and see where it goes. And surprisingly, everybody seems to dig it and and is into it. So we're just kind of rolling with it. Yeah, the new song is a killer, killer song, and people can get it from yeah. They go on the Facebook and they get a copy of it for free. You guys are kind of going old school with this, like in the tape trading days. Well, yeah, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to, like, make it old school. Tape trading, everything we started on, that's how we wanted, you know, that's how we wanted. We want to stay true to where we started, but, yeah, you know, move on and make it legit. I agree. Besides you with Kirk, any other guys back with the group? or? Yeah, well, you know what? Kirk's right here. I'd love to put him on with you. Yeah, go ahead. The more the merrier. Hello, Mike. Guys, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Having a good time here, uh, hanging out at Dave's studio and making some noise. Yeah, I hear you guys had a photo shoot today, so we're going to get new mug shots coming out pretty soon, huh? <laughs> yeah, everything but the numbers. <laughs> That's all that matters, you know. And I, like I said, Dave, it's great that after all these years, you know, you, you go back to somebody else's songs, you want to make them sound better, and next thing you know, you guys are doing it again. Yeah, it's incredible, and you know what's really incredible is all the really excited people, and it's it's really stirring up. You know, people coming out of the woodwork, and I didn't even realize uh, we made such a stink when we were making a stink. It's, yeah, you know, it's it's unfathomable right now. It's really fun. I know when you, when you're doing it back in the '80s, you know, you got process elimination out. You guys are pretty much kids, like in your late teens, maybe yeah. early 20s, and it's more about just like you know, playing music, and you don't even care about. Anything more than that, but you're trying to make it, and then when you give up and wait 20 years, people give you all the attention that you wanted back then. 
Yeah, right. It's like Randy Rhodes if they didn't have to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, I want, I want to add on to it. We were talking the other day, and, and Dave's all, you know, like, everybody's just so comfortable with their instruments. And I'm like, Dave, when we're writing process, we're still learning how to play, you know? <laughs> and and uh, it, it's really fun now. You know, we're all mature, and we've gone through the ropes of just about every bad thing and we survived it and we got heads on our shoulders and we're really going at it. Who are you there? Yeah, I can oh. see that. Well, you know, I, I was, I'm going to play the new song yet. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to play the new song after we're done, but the first time I went to go listen to him, like, is this going to sound like Mace? And man, you guys are just as vicious as you are. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I I know. We really we really nailed it. We're all beside ourselves about that too, you know. We're listening to it and go, you know, it's got the same feel. You know, it might be a little more structured because a lot of our songs were kind of blurry in it, (laughs) you know. But that's what thrash is all about. So, and we're gonna get back and into the blurry thrash stuff and 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 we're gonna cover it all. It's it's fun. And plus, you know, like I say, we've actually gotten comfortable with our instruments and it's that's gonna show. Yeah, that's a good thing too. So, like with the new music and everything, uh, you're gonna plan a new record or are you gonna just take it gonna take it day by day and see what happens? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in the blood and it and it shows off that first track that, you know, it's still there. We still got it. Like, what is that, Potsy? Or was that Ralph Mouth? Oh, without a doubt. I, I still got it. <laughs> I think it was Ralph. It was Ralph Mouth. <laughs> I think it was Ralph. I don't even think any of your listeners know who the hell I'm talking about. I don't know what we're talking about, yeah. That was like the sign felt at the seventh. Oh, that's good, Kirk. I'm glad that you guys have got it going again. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much, Mike. I don't think they can. Oh, hey, no, you know, okay. I, just, I, I just like to make a, you know, a shameless plug. We got an Indiegogo thing going. We got a campaign to try and help raise money to get this full-length album going here. So um, anybody, we got awesome rewards for any contributions. Check out Indiegogo and the Mace campaign. Yeah, and like us on Facebook, too. Hey, did you know there's another Mace band from Sao Paulo, Brazil? Ah, I'm trying to get all those guys. Their songs are cool, too. They're like our Mace brothers in Brazil. What's that like? You also got the rapper, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I had Mace on, on my vest, and uh, some, some bad guy comes out of his Not too many hip on that band. <laughs> you <went> Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Well, this is awesome. Is this going to be? Um. Well, what? we got some shows coming up. May tenth, we're playing the Soto, the Showbox Soto, down here in Seattle. Yeah, and Tom Niemeyer is going to jump in and play a couple songs from the Accused. Going to jump in and play. Yeah, and Pete from Coffin Breaks got this new band called Plaster. They're going to play with us. That's going to be a real fun night. There's this big metal fest thing going on at this biker bar. Uh, yeah, it's Spanaway, isn't it? Spanaway, yeah. And then also we got invited to go oh, to right. Oakland. Yeah. So we might be going Not to Oakland. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, she's oh, okay. Full-proof, that should be fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I just I better I better watch what I say now. Anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, just put on my Al Jolson, I'll be fine. I don't think anybody knows who that is, either. Nobody does. You know, Craig, you're talking about the Q, and you guys mm. always kind of yeah, lumped in with, like, crossover scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a neat story. Um, the Qs are going strong, just starting out when May started out, and a friend of ours, Keith, uh, got us together through Bill Martinson. um um, what was that magazine? Anyway, so yeah, and then we started like they started getting a little more metal, and we started getting a little more trashy. Yeah, Ron Quintana, metal mania out of San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. and then hell yeah, you know Ron? He's a good guy. He I put know. us up when we were like on tour and stuck. Yeah, Ron's been involved the scene for a long time, man. <laughs> yeah, okay. he's still around. I think so. I mean, I have, you know, you got to look them up on the internet. You can find everything on the internet today. Yeah, that's true. I'll just Google them. Yeah, that's all. That's <laughs> Very good, Kirk. I'm real, I'm, real, I'm real happy for you guys, man. I'm glad. Yeah. Thanks, Mike. Um, I think we got to cut out because we're using this photographer's time up and she's being very patient. And things are just going really busy and it's awesome. I don't know what to say, okay. you know. Hey, that's all you got to keep everybody say. happy. Yeah. I hate before you go, good day, Mike. Okay, here he comes. Thanks again, Mike. Here's Dave. Anytime, Kirk. Your face. Hey, Mike. Hey, Dave. I know you guys are busy. You got to run because you got your photo shoot today, so I won't keep you too much longer. And we'll do this again some other time when you got something out there you want to get on. But I want to ask you what you worked with Lorraine Lewis years ago on Snowball, that project? I did. Was she a bitch? <laughs> Man, I was waiting to see when you just asked me that. I didn't know where that was gonna go. But uh, yeah. Because she called you a jerk off in an interview. Oh, dude! Oh my God! I don't don't even get me another fucking started on that. I I I did everything in the world for that girl and completely was ungrateful. But I shouldn't say it online. Anyway, yeah, no, not so much. You know what I mean? She was not grateful for how much work was done with her, but whatever. I read an interview where she called you everything for like the week. I, I know, I right. saw it. I saw it. I couldn't believe it. it was... The first one, she praised you up and down that you're a great right. Then this was, he's a jerk off. Like, what the freak happened there since the last interview? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, it just happens. Sometimes people aren't, you know, and things don't go their way. They're not happy. There's only so much I can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. I heard that she blamed you for the grunge scene, but, I mean, that could be something different, too. Well, I, I never even wanted to be part of the grunge scene. I just happened to be there when it happened. Yeah. I, I did everything in my power to not be part of it, but... Uh, I'll make the money out. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you know, what do you do? It's like, you know, you're in the middle of it. What are you going to do? Do the best work you can and, and make it sound good and do what you have to do, but... I was so into different things at the time. I was that wasn't really my priority, but you know, as an engineer and a, and a mixer and stuff, you know, I wanted to do the best work I could. Yeah. So you know, I want to make you know, I, I you know, if it's a good song and it's good music and they're great players, I want to record it good. I want to make it sound good. But uh, it just you know, people seem to you know sometimes people think oh that's what I'm into or something. It's like I don't even own the records. You know, I, it was a job. I did it and I did it good. I think. And that's that. And 
you know, you move on, you do other things, but... Yeah. I, I was going to say, as an engineer, somebody that's behind the scenes, you got, you know, you have to work on music from all different genres. Right. Is, is it difficult trying to get, like, you know, a real feel for what that music is when, you know, your heart is in another type of music? Can you separate your, what you like personally with what you have to produce for those people? Um, well, excellent question. I really... It it isn't if it's good. Like if I'm working, like it doesn't matter what the music is. If I'm if I'm in, like say, there's a moment in the studio and I'm I'm micing up a guitar or an acoustic guitar, and somebody's gonna sing or something. You know, if they're playing and it's good, I don't. You know, all I want to do is make that sound good. Like if I'm hearing a song, or I'm hearing a cool guitar sound or uh, a tone I want to get. Uh, uh, then, um, you know, I just want to, like, make that sound great and do that, you know, whether it's grunge or metal or folk or shoegazer or electronic or whatever. But to me, it's about, like, I get into that, and I just want to make it sound good and make it cool. That's a job. That's very good. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, and then and then I and I might like it personally or I might not, you know, but, but you that doesn't matter. All. You gave it your all. Yeah. Excellent. That's all that matters. You know, at the end of the day, I just want a, I want a song that sounds great out there. You know, whether I recorded it, whether I wrote it, whether I was part of it, whether I walked into the room, or whether I'm listening to um, headphones the next night. You know what I mean? I just want to be part of it. I know. So. I hear that. You know, Dave, I'm not going to keep you because I know you guys are busy, but one question. You go back to the days when you guys were starting out, you young guys. You know, the, the Washington scene was kind of, like, dominated with bands like Metal Church, Queensryche. You guys come out with, like, that thrash and, like, hardcore combination. Was it difficult, like, fitting in with the scene or trying to get on gigs? Because everything was, like, kind of proprietary back then. Oh, it was completely difficult. We had to um, go... We uh, There was a show we actually played here at a, a place called The Ditto, where Soundgarden just started and and opened for us. And there was maybe three people there. I mean, it was nothing. We couldn't get arrested in Seattle. Yeah. You know, like, and so we, so what we started doing is we got a, a truck, a, a pickup with a, a canopy that was too big for the for the pickup. And we just all, put, you know, got in there and drove down to San Francisco. Because at that time, that's when, you know, Exodus and uh, Testament and Possessed and all those guys were just starting out down there so we we would drive down there and play Ber- berkeley's inn down there with yeah opening for those bands and and it was great and people got it and it was cool and we'd come back here and nobody would even know what we're doing so or we'd get shows like opening for the circle jerks or doa or punk bands and then we were too metal so people were like spitting at us and, like, ah! and then we'd do a metal show and we were too punk rock so we yeah we had a hard time fitting in yeah, like a man without a country, sounds like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm glad things are different today. You know, the old fans are glad you're back, and we're going to get some new music by you guys this year. There's already that one new song out, and hopefully, you know, all these newer kids that are coming up today, they're going to catch on to you guys and open you up to a whole new audience. Yeah, I'm hoping so. That's, I mean, we'll see. I hope. Uh, I hope so too, Dave. I'm, not, I'm gonna keep. Not, I'm gonna let you go because I only got like two minutes left in the show, and I want to get right. the song on. But thank you very much for taking the time. All out right. Me, man. Well, hey, we so appreciate your support, man. Hey, anytime. You got it, Dave. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Yeah, take care. Take care.
Take care. All right, that was Dave Hillis and Kirk, the the singer from the band, calling in. I think from SR in '55 in somewhere in Seattle, Washington. It sounds like they were on the highway. They were right along the highway. Probably yeah, that's the what... <laughs> probably the exit of the studio is like right outside the highway. Like, probably. You know? And they went uh, out to you know to talk to us, which was really nice of them. Well. That interview degenerated into chaos, but they're a bunch of good guys. And Lorraine Lewis, I definitely think is a bitch because she called them a jerk off in an interview, and you don't say that to anybody. Yeah. All right. Well, how about we get on a new Mace song because we're running out of time. Yeah. You guys can head over to the band's uh, page on Facebook, and there's a link there, and you can download this song for free because the band's all about doing it the old way when you trade in music, and they tell you, hey, pass it off to everybody you can. Right. Uh, this is Harp Strings 2012. Hawkstrings, I believe, has something to do with some kind of conspiracy theory with uh, controlling the weather, if I, if, I, if I remember hearing that somewhere. I'm going to look that up as the song goes on, but brand new maze, sit back and enjoy. <laughs>
you've gone? It's hard when you start to look at this signal, not just uh, transferring sound information, but just to affect the brain with emotional state changes is so easily accomplished. So we got mind control? All right, brand new Mace, Hop Strings, 2012. We're down to the last minute, buddy. All right, bro. I will see Glad you back, next I'll Sunday night. Definitely. Who do we got next week? Danny Hines of Weapon and uh, Lizzie of Hang Fire. And don't forget to tune in Thursday to the Metal Matinee. It's another timeline show. We're going to be going over all the Rainbow Records uh, this Thursday. Wow, great. Yeah, the, the Metal Matinee I did this Wednesday, the movie metal, I yes. your movies. That thing bombed, man. That thing tanked. <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess... I don't uh, think people knew we were on the air for Thursday. <laughs> I guess uh, nobody was into that. But there was some good stuff on it. Uh, yeah, I think maybe because there was a lot more of the run-of-the-mill stuff, like, you know, uh, Scorpions yeah. and the uh, Priest, but that's what they play in the movies. You're not going to hear Mace or Shit Killing in the soundtrack of a movie, you know? No, unless it's an independent movie. So. <laughs> exactly. So that show went down like a Led Zeppelin. There <laughs> you go. There Led you Zeppelin. Go. That show tanked, man. I think I was the only one listening. Now I know that you did. You were the other one. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that was the worst show I think I ever had in four years. Nobody I, listened to the show hardly. Well, that see, that goes to show you when anybody says, how come you don't play popular stuff, say, everybody wants to hear the obscure stuff. Yeah. yeah obscure stuff. That's I don't think it. the show got more than four or 500 listeners, and that's really, really low for what we get, but... For your week. We We're did. down for the last uh, 15 seconds. Thank you, buddy. It's good right. to have you back in the saddle again. Yeah, everybody. I will see you, you next week. And have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Josh Musto from Shit Kill and Dave Hillis. Even though it went to chaos for me, we'll get Dave on another time when he's uh, more settled in. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. See you guys at 1 o'clock. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.